Good afternoon, Jeff. Hi, Andy. Good afternoon. We're getting close to Labor Day, and I just want to check in with you and see what's going on in your life. Well, I always loved Labor Day. It, to me, it's one of the hallmarks of the beginning of the school year, and now that I'm not in school anymore, I really, I really feel grateful that there's a holiday to to benefit the working person, to remember all the efforts that working people do. I'm going to the Labor Day picnic on Friday, and all my union brothers in the valley. So I, I'm. It's just such a great event, and I'm a proud a member of uh, the Santa Maria Elementary Teachers Association. So we we don't have a contract right now, so it's time for us to rally together and uh, get some fairness. Yes, and get some ideas as to what you'd ask for. I'm a member of the CNA, which is the Nurses Union here in California. It's because of them that a lot of us have a strong job protection and strong benefits. And you're taking a long vacation, which is really unusual for you. It is. I usually only get a week or two here and there, and there's staycations and the like. But, oh boy, finally looking forward to a month away in Vermont. With your... New girlfriend. Well, yes, she's been my girlfriend now for about a year. And uh, so I guess that's about as new as I get. Vermont is a beautiful place, she's told me. They they really do have a beautiful time of year in September. And the lake temperature and the lake uh, peacefulness is something that she's been just singing the praises of. And so we're going to head on out there after after Labor Day. I used to go to a cabin on a lake in Wisconsin. And I went, one time I went for like five weeks. I did kayaking. I did a lot of working out and I, at four o'clock was cocktail hour. So it's a good life. I'm saying that sounds like a marvelous life. I hope I, I get a little bit of that kayaking in myself as well as, uh, you know, some of that fun. Did you, did you do any fishing out in Wisconsin? No, but they were famous for the muskie, which is this huge kind of, Fish from the from the dinosaur age. Yeah, I think. it's it's a game fish. That's they fight. I'm understanding. They're Those, good, they're good fishing uh, uh, competitor. I guess you could say because they put up a fight like uh, like few. Well, there's a lot of lakes up there in Wisconsin. So that's my thinking. Is that about four or five weeks up there, and uh, then no traffic, no big uh, noisy earthquakes. I mean, uh, I suppose you know weather is inclement, and so we have to expect whatever weather is going to come our way, but I'm hoping September is a beautiful month. They're calling it the Hurricane. Is that how they, that we had last week? Kind of a convulsing of two natural disasters here on the California coast. That was, that was scary. I did see the pictures of Dodger Stadium. I'm glad I don't live in that, in that Los Angeles basin where they got all that heavy rain. So where are you going in Vermont? It's uh, Lake Champlain and it's, I don't exactly know the, county that that the particular places the particular cabin is i'm yet to find out knowing you all these years you're not one to really get on a plane and take a lot of trips and you've raised raised your daughter and so i'm just so happy that as you're near retirement that you're able to get these long stretches off and it's it's your time it's a cool thing you know i found myself a a guitar that i can take on the plane without worrying about it you know, being stowed underneath, it's it's actually unusual. They call it a folding guitar, and uh, 
the idea was kind of a crazy idea. Somebody decided to put a hinge in the heel block where the neck attaches to the body and put it in such a way that you can make the guitar half as long and fit into a soft case and fit in an overhead baggage compartment. Uh, it's called a Voyage Air guitar, and I don't think I've ever seen too many of them, certainly in public, but it struck me, you know, it struck me as a good idea. And uh, normally, you know, for me, it's a guitar and a folding chair. Looks like it's going to be a folding chair and a folding guitar. I showed you my travel guitar, which was an electric version, almost the size of a ukulele. Oh, that thing looks nice. And it, again, if you're out kayaking and uh, you drop your paddle, well, that thing certainly could uh, fill in uh, as a paddle. I just enjoy bringing guitars on vacation. Just it's a I mean, I like to have always have a guitar with me. Yeah, me too. It's. I thought this is going to be nice. Have a little time. Maybe play, uh, oh, I don't know, you know, Moonlight in Vermont, uh, the old romantic song. Uh, that was uh, Johnny Smith, the guitar player who did that one in the 50s. And I've always found the song just to be enchanting. He's He had a way of playing so beautifully and so softly and sweetly. And yet he was Joe Pro. Johnny Smith trained as a he was a trumpet player and played in the army during World War II and then became actually a guitar star equal to guys like Chet Atkins and Les Paul and those kind of famous 50s type guitar players. Well, you know that's, that's the kind of people that I like to listen to. Well, Jeff, uh, I hope you really enjoy your break and we'll continue on with the podcast and, and you're going to play a song for us today. Yeah, I'd like very much to show, share something with you, okay? All right, okay. Hello, you've reached another episode of the Cowboy Jeff and Andy podcast. Today, Andy interviews Gary Prober, an actor in the musical Cabaret, currently at the Santa Maria Civic Theater. And Jeff shares a song with us. So it will be a great show. Stay tuned. Hello, I am with Gary Prober, and he is in the cast of Cabaret at the Santa Maria Civic Theater. Good afternoon, Gary. Good afternoon. Now, uh, can you tell us, you were talking about the Santa Maria Civic Theater. It's in its 64th year, and people are still learning about it, and maybe you could tell the listeners a little bit about the Santa Maria Civic. Yeah, it was uh, founded in 1959, so I guess we do the math. It's, you know, 64 years old. Uh, we're the oldest theater uh, on the Central Coast between probably Santa Barbara and San or San Jose. I don't I think we're even older than ones in San Luis. But we are older than PCPA, which we sometimes get confused with, but we are strictly an amateur theater. Nobody gets paid. And it's been just a labor of love. Uh, and with all the directors and actors just do it because they like doing it. And uh, this show I was so surprised to see Cabaret because it is uh, dealing with more adult themes. Um, was this a bigger production um, as far as a, a big musical? I know you've done Grease and you've done other musicals. 
Yeah, I don't think this one was as big as those. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that Santa Maria Civic Theater didn't do musicals. And uh, one of our directors, uh, Linda Mondragon, came in with the idea of doing Susical uh, the Musical with a large cast. And the idea was, well, you can't do it with a small stage, you know, small theater. Well, that proved him wrong. And since then, we've done quite a few musicals, like you said, Grease, um, Hairspray, and they've been quite successful, and Cabaret is continuing that. It's a fairly large cast, but not as big as some of those others. And uh, I, I don't know if PCPA would do Cabaret. They seem to be a little bit more on the mainstream. I heard they're going to do it soon. Oh, my gosh. Next season. I heard that. Is there a reason that they're reviving Cabaret? Has it come into the public domain? or I don't know. Um uh, if you read the director's notes in the uh, program, uh, she made a conscious choice of doing cabaret because it's timely. Uh, it's about a society that is in disarray. Uh, there's a lot of alternative, you know, lifestyles, things like that. And, um, and looming over is the um, oncoming Nazi. The Third Reich is it's looming, and um, there's a lot of the um, one of the things I like about this is how the different characters are all dealing with this situation. Some by ignoring it, some by poo-pooing it, others by acquiescing just because that's their only alternative, and others like my character who embrace it. And uh, we, you know, it's a, it's a divided society. And if, if there's any comment about our society now, it's, it's divided. And that's a, in our conservative little town, that's kind of a, a sign that, you know, it's a sign of change that the, over the last 20 years, Santa Maria has changed. And, mm -hmm. and you're right. I, I really picked up on that theme and it's interesting to read that it was a deliberate choice because as I reflect on the musical, there is a lot of parallels to the to the rising, you know, fascism, um, disarray, I guess, chaos, um, kind of a, uh, a war on kind of alternative lifestyles and wokeness, and and uh, yeah. so it really is salient for our times today. And there's there's a another theme in it is um, I, I homosexuality, gender identity, things like that. Um, which is, of course, very topical now. And you think back, there are some scenes in Cabaret that uh, when I first saw them, I was like, what? <laughs> now, is the <laughs> movie, I, I was able to watch the movie. Now, it's a little bit different than the play. It's We're actually more out there than the movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and when you think about it, the movie was, uh, what, the 70s? 72 was the movie. 72, you know, with Liza Minnelli and Joel Grey. And uh, the characters, there was um, an element of, you know, gender identity, homosexuality, free living, free sex. And that would have been appropriate then. But now we've got new issues that are coming up with, you know, things like people changing identities and so ours was 
Ours includes a little bit more than the than the movie does. We have actually had some people walk out at intermission. Oh my gosh! Wow. Not not many, but you know, a couple of elderly ladies, and you know, I, we did. It it does warn everybody. This is mature themes. Not don't bring kids. I was able. I was in Colorado Springs this summer, and and a, a friend of mine recommended a club, and it was actually a cabaret club. And I was, and I was, it was an art form that I was not familiar with. And I know there's a cabaret scene, a little cabaret scene here, Mm -hmm. but I guess it's been, uh, you know, it's been an art form going back, you know, to the thirties or probably earlier. Yeah. Well, this play does, it basically revolves around the cabaret and the, you know, the, the main characters. And one thing I like about it is um, because it's set in a nightclub, it lends itself to the music and the, and the dance routines that uh, a lot of times you're watching a musical and they throw in songs and things that just don't seem to fit, kind of have to shoehorn right. yes. them in. Yes. Well, when you're in a cabaret, you're going to have, you know, the, the singing, a lot of the numbers just, you know, happen. And we've got some pretty good dance numbers in this too. We've got uh, about, I think about eight, dancers you know and they 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 play the kit kat girls and the kit kat boys and um it seems like it's a a series of scenes and then there's a a narrator that kind of moves the play along the mc is the linchpin mm-hmm. he opens it um jason i had not met him before he's more local he uh I guess his background is more uh, from San Luis. Uh, Jason has a lot of experience uh, locally and in theory, and actually all over the country. Oh, and uh, but he's for a long time he's been um, heading up the Central Coast um, Follies, and a lot of you know when the show's been over and some of the people have walked through, they said, "Oh, well, I you know they're in the Follies. They they know Jason, so uh, I know he does that." and uh, we're we're um, one of the good things about the theater is we're um, we're bringing in people from um, outside the area, and a lot of them have really long um, they have a long uh, history of theater. Uh, some are you know we've got some PCPA graduates who are in the play. Our uh, our lighting technician who has been in many plays, Jared Zinn, he's. Uh, he's a PCPA grad, and uh, but the, another nice thing that's going on is that the high schools have really been upping their drama programs. I know um, they put in a new theater at PV, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they're still working on getting a theater program over at Santa Maria High School. But I do see a lot more activity. Yeah, definitely. Well, did you see Chicago? Uh, I don't think I did. No, it, it was a joint production of Pioneer, Rigetti, and Santa Maria uh-huh. High School, uh-huh. and um, I went to it mainly. I just kind of wanted to you know, see what the kids do and support the kids. They were going to have it at Pioneer in their new theater, but they had a water leak and it damaged the stage, so they moved it up to um, Arroyo Grande, uh, to the Clark Center, and it was phenomenal. I, I mean, those kids were so good. Wow. And it just, 
everybody I've known that has seen it, it's just like, wow. Well, the good thing I started to say was that we're getting these kids coming out of these high school programs and they're looking for, they want to continue and we're getting some of them. Uh, that uh, when they did, the high schools did Greece, not too much before we did. At first I was concerned. I thought, why would we do Greece right after the high school does it? turned out to be great because a lot of these kids just slid right over from the high school performance to ours. So that, that was so much better to have high school kids playing high school kids than, you know, like the movie, a bunch of 40 year olds playing, you know, kids in high school and they were good. They were good. And that, uh, Greece sold out every weekend. Do you think, uh, there's a lot more audiences for theater after COVID? I'm not Sure. I think people are glad to be back in the theater. Uh, I don't know if it if it's increased or not. Uh, anybody that's been to the theater, no ticket prices have gone up, but it doesn't seem to, you know, we're, we're getting used to that. And, you know, everything's gone up. But uh, and it's a good deal over the Santa Maria Civic. Twenty dollars. Well, it's twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five because we have to pay larger um royalty fees for musicals than we do for dramas so you know we 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 the musicals cost more and so we charge more we also um we do um regular dramas i'm looking at next this season's production next one coming up is called evil dead uh i'm not a horror fan but um I'm, they're they're in production now they're getting ready to go a lot of a lot of young people in that uh, Radium Girls, uh, WT, Charlotte's Web, which would be a good one for the kids. Uh, a Comedy of Tenors is coming up in March. I know about that because I have already been recruited to be the set constructor. So everybody, you know, we we all do everything. You know, we don't hire out anything. So uh, one, one play you might be building the set. Another play you might be a stage manager. Another play you're an actor. Uh, and it, it all gets done by, by ourselves. And you seem, you know, at your, you know, your age, you're a retired teacher. You, you've seems like you've aged into the character roles and the, and the, and the part that you played was really a good character. I felt. Well, as, as you know, I had to, I had to do some cosmetic things because, uh, I'm 73 years old and I've got a gray beard and gray hair. My character was not, it couldn't, that would not fit. So I dyed my beard, shaved my head so that I could fit the part better. And could you describe your character? Well, um, I don't want to give away too much. I'm um, Ernst Ludwig and I uh, am, I work very hard to, um, become good friends with Clifford, who is the main character. The, the two, handsome man from yeah, America. Young, handsome writer from America, Clifford, and Bradshaw. And his girlfriend is Sally Bowles, who's from England. And uh, that's, the, that's what the play hinges on, is the relationship between the two. And I'm trying to become friends with Clifford and um, recruit him. And uh, 
You're kind of a sketchy character. I'm a sketchy character, and I get sketchier as the play goes on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you were talking about this is the time in the 30s uh, after World War One, and it was a time of, of uh, I mean, there was it was a very decadent kind of form of entertainment, and mm -hmm. it was just very out there and free. And then it was a struggle between the Nazis and the communists, and so all the different characters are dealing with this tremendous change in their own way. And there are uh, the Jews, uh, there's a Jewish characters that are having to make tough decisions. So. Yeah. The, the, another relationship is between Fraulein Schneider and Herr, Herr Schultz. And Herr Schultz is the local uh, fruit merchant and he's Jewish and Fraulein Schneider is not. And uh, they strike up a romance, which becomes complicated due to the the forces that are upon them and that's basically what the movie is I mean the play is about is how people are dealing with this they want to live their lives and forces are acting on them and around them and they react to those in different ways and you had you did a German accent and yeah, say, yeah, I am Ernst Ludwig. I am your best friend. So fond of you. Uh, Had to work on it. And singing. Have you done uh, much singing in other plays? No, no. And you uh, did a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. You know, Susical, I was kind of in the backup things. I played a who and I played a circus performer and Yertle the turtle. But uh, I have one brief song in this play. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they... There's uh, quite a few musical numbers in it, and I get a, I get a taste. <laughs> and what does the rehearsal, what does the production schedule kind of look like to get this on the stage? Well, um, what I, I guess I can go through the whole year. The, we go through a process of deciding which plays are going, we're going to do. And so anybody can submit a, a play. And they get multiple copies. We have a script committee, and they pass these copies around, and everybody's expected to read all of them. Of course, they don't get them all read. but And then the committee votes on which plays they want to do. And the board then makes a decision off of that, and then they have to have a director. That's the key person. Director pulls it all together and is in charge. She captain of the ship. And who's the director of this play? Janelle Panouf. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, she's had a little bit of experience before. I think this is her first directing in in uh, Santa Maria Civic. She did assist a previous. She assisted with Greece, So she got she got uh, familiar with it. And yeah. uh, but anyway, they uh, they get a director. Now, the, that the person who submits oftentimes will want to direct, but not always. It can be somebody else, and you know they have to have a they have to have a play that is voted on, and then they have to have a director before they can go ahead. And we try to mix it up, you know, a musical or two, drama or two. We also have what are called um, um, readers' theater. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Wow, I love that. And readers' theater is well. I'll go back. You ask me what the production is. If you get into a play, it's three months of your life. Uh huh. It's about two months of learning your lines, rehearsing, and 
about three weeks, three straight weekends. It's pretty much a month of shows because we do Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Sometimes we do buyouts where an organization will uh, buy out the house and use it as a fundraiser. Um, so that'll add more productions on there. So uh, it's, it's quite a bit of work. Now, Reader's Theater is... The actors are on stage, but it's bare scenes and settings, and you read your part. Uh, the last one I was in was in late, uh, November, and it was set for Veterans Day. And we did it the weekend of Veterans Day, and it, Veterans Weekend, and it was um, called Beyond Glory. Um, and it was quite moving. It was eight different... Uh, monologue performances, solo actors telling the story of a Medal of Honor winner. And my character was from the Korean War who had you know, fought off a thousand Koreans and Chinese single-handedly to sa save his unit. And uh, they're, they're very, very moving stories. We had a lot of people come up to us afterwards and say, you know, they, you know, they had a dad or they were in the, in the service. And, uh, so we'll, we'll do one or two th uh, readers theater. They're smaller productions, usually just one weekend, but they can be good too. Well, there's something like I watched the movie and, but there's something about being in a live theater is just different and be having that collective experience. It's not like the movies at all. It is exciting yeah you know because you're uh i don't know i don't know what i sometimes I compare it to like you know i did a lot of sports when i was younger you know you got you got your practice you practice to perform you practice because you have a game and we rehearse and we rehearse and we rehearse for the performance but every time you go out there it's your you know, it, you get a little butterflies and you, you know, hope you don't screw up. And usually, you know, usually because it's live every day, you're going to have, you know, you may muff a line a little bit here or there, or, you know, the worst thing is just go blank. And, and has that happened to you? No, huh. but I have muff lines and, um, there, the real talent is, when you're on stage and somebody doesn't do the line the way they're supposed to, you cover it up. Oh, wow. Or uh -huh. they've forgotten the line. And, and you know they're struggling and you give them a prompt. And I have had that happen in this play. I was kind of like struggling for something. And, and Richard, the guy that plays Clifford, he bailed me out. And uh, it, most of the time the audience doesn't even know. And, but it's, it, is, it is exciting. You're back there and you're like, okay. I'm, you, know, you go out and there's no... There's no retake, you know, there, you don't, you don't get to cut and go back and shoot it again. If you blow it, you blew it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've, I've done some performing and it's just, I mean, I'm sure after the play, you just feel exhilarated or, or exhausted, <laughs> you know, I guess it gets a little harder yeah. as you get older. It's hard well, to show you know, up. Uh, you gotta be a ham. Yeah, you and teachers be. are naturally yeah. performers. Yeah, you got to be a ham, and and uh, yeah, it is when you go out and you get a standing ovation at the end of the play. Uh, that's great, and when you when you when you have a full house, um, the audience is a part of the play. They participate in the play. We can sit backstage, 
and the audience will come in a half hour before the show starts, we can almost tell what kind of a house we have just from the buzz. Are they laughing? Are they having a good time? They may be, you know, if they're sitting on their hands uh, and we come out, it can be work. Uh-huh. It can be work because yeah. you got to go ahead. You got you to gotta keep the show goes on and you don't get to choose your audience. And so when you get an audience that appreciates what you're doing, it really, it energizes the entire cast. So a good audience helps make a better production. And, and then you're jazzed to go on again. That's what I tell the students. If, you, if you're a good audience, I'll be a better teacher. <laughs> yeah, it, that is true. So. What, uh, so what do you have going on? What, what's the future for you? You said you're going to be in the, the tenors. Uh... Well, I'm going to um, my friend Sally Buchanan, who has extensive theater experience. She's been in, she's starred in a couple of really um, good plays and directed quite a few. So she's going to direct a comedy of tenors. And so she's recruited me to help build her set. I helped her build the set for Young Frankenstein and August Osage County and a streetcar named Desire. And uh, they were pretty good. I mean, we were really proud of what we did. So she recruited me and I said, well, is there a part in there for me? Well, we'll see. You know, you don't, you're not guaranteed. You got audition. And, you know, at my age... I don't get, I'm, I, you know, there's there's a limited number of parts for a, a guy my age. You're not going to play can. the leading man, unfortunately. Well, if they ever do a one with, you know, there are some On plays. Golden Pond. But... Yeah, if they do something like that. Yeah, maybe I'll yeah, be yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, you just, uh, when a play comes out, you take a look and you go, well, am I interested? And the other thing is it has to fit your schedule. Yes. If you can't block out three months, um, you know, your Everything comes to a hold, you know. I mean, I've had family members say, "Well, can't you just skip that one?" I go, uh, "No, <laughs> no, right? You, you're yeah. there. Yeah, you're there." And and luck. The other thing is, we don't have we don't have um, understudies. They, understudies. There are no understudies. And if somebody can't go on, you know, luckily that rarely rarely happens. But um, I have seen shows where. Um, Somebody has uh, that the director may come out and actually have to have the script and read it because the the character the actor couldn't be there. Uh, or I remember one time I don't know if it was at I'm, maybe I'm confusing. I think it was at uh, melodrama. They did a uh-huh. play. It was Cinderella, and the the main character got sick. Well, luckily the gal who had played it just the last production of it was in town, and they plugged her in. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can, you can do that, but I've never heard of a, well, I think once a performance was canceled because a main character was ill and just couldn't do it and they couldn't get by without him. So. Yeah. Yeah, That, yeah. It's flying without a net. Yep. 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 And you know, COVID has added another thing. We were, we had one play that was told, you know, it was all ready to go. They'd done the rehearsals. They did their dress rehearsal, which is a performance on a Thursday night before the opening night. And it's, you know, it's your last, it, it, it's, you, you make it as real as possible. You just don't have a big audience, just only have a few people. 
And they got that far, and the next day they got shut down for COVID. And so all that, all that effort and everything and building the set went down. And so they came back. It was, uh, they uh, came back and did it the next, well, it was after COVID had passed. Then they did it again. So you shut down. We were shut down for a while. Yeah, we, we uh, you know, and so, you know, some of the bills keep coming, you know, you still got to pay the utilities and things like that. But uh, we did, we had, we lost a, over a whole season as almost everybody did. Restaurants lost a lot of time. Yeah. The theater's over on McClelland near Rancho Bowl. And I guess it was an old uh, P. PG&E uh, or telephone company building. I think PG&E. PG&E. Yeah. And um, the theater was started by Meg Smith and her husband, Tom. And uh, Meg was quite a character. She passed, I think, about a year ago oh. and in her 90s. And she'd, she'd, she'd worked in Hollywood. She'd worked with Cary Grant. Decided his advice to her was, get out of the business, go up and marry a, marry a nice guy and settle down in your hometown, which she did. So she, Tom was from Santa Maria. Um, they're the parents of Bryn Smith, the baseball player. And, uh, so anyway, they, they just started up and they started in cafe, you know, um, high school cafeterias and places like that and wherever they could find room and rehearse wherever they could until this building became available. And I think PG&E just gave it to them. So we don't have any rent. That's one good thing. But, you know, there are other expenses that they have to keep going. Well, I was thinking about, I heard an interview with Smokey Robinson from uh, Motown. And, and he was talking about all the talent that's available in a town. But you need a catalyst. You need a producer, an organizer. So, I mean, we're so fortunate to have uh, people in the 60s, late 50s, really developing that passion people that are got their chops down in LA and are bringing that up here. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some people like that, that, you know, had, they were down in LA and in different versions of theater up there. Um, we've had a few of our, um, actors have moved on. Uh, George Walker, who is, Oh, he was big, in Santa Maria civic. He's as a kid. I think he was, Oh my gosh. I think he was like 19 years old at Santa Maria Civic, and then he moved over to PCPA. Oh, he was course. fantastic in the Book of Will, and he all the crying, and I oh, mean, yeah. they were really acting it. I didn't realize he was came through Santa Maria Civic. Yeah, not for a long time. Not for but, a long, but when he was young. Yeah. You're inspiring to me. I am, I'm a few years from retirement, and I'm kind of looking at the next chapter, and, and you continue to do music and theater, and so I think I might follow you. I, I, my dream is musical theater, so... Yeah, maybe once I have a little bit more time, that would really be fun to get over there to the Santa Maria Civic. Um, we're Santa Maria Civic. I I believe. I I know that some companies can be insulated. The same people get the same, you know, the the same, you know, people get the same roles over and over and, and over PCPA again. PCPA is like that. It's the well, same. it is, and the, but they're professionals. Yes, they and are. They have to put them to work. Uh, but um, we're always looking for new people. I mean, great. You know, somebody we'll walks that out in there. and, you know, somebody comes in and auditions and, and it's like, oh, wow. You know, you know, we get some, we get some, we get some fines. It's the joy of just doing something 
as a volunteer and and community. I'm sure you found a lot of community in the theater. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we you you uh, you're with these people, you know, four nights a week during rehearsals. You're with them every weekend. Um, I there may be issues. There's you know. Sometimes, sometimes we get some divas. People are tired, and yeah, but I, but I think for the for the most part, uh, you know, I, I've not had a bad experience. You know, I've, I've, um, I've enjoyed the plays I've been in. I've enjoyed, you know, the people I've worked with. Um, I have no theater training. Not one. Wow, I, you never did it in high school, or nothing. wow. Well, That's... I did. Uh, I did one production of Oklahoma back when I was uh, a younger man. I, ha- I was back in Wisconsin for a year on a teacher exchange, and I was. I had a. I had a chorus part there, and uh, that was my only experience. And so, I waited until I retired, and I thought, okay, let's let's give it a try. And I'm, you know, some. One year I did like four plays in one year. That was, and most of the time I do one or two. Are you from this area? Not originally, but I've been here 50 years. I'm sure you've seen uh, a lot of changes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to change more, too. But uh, I am, one of the better changes is I can remember coming up here, there just wasn't much entertainment. And I, I came up, you know, from Orange County, and I could remember we used to like to, I, I worked in restaurants, we'd get off work, go into the lounge, listen to the music. And, you know, there was a wide choice of places you could go. It came up here, there was nothing. You, you, might, you might find something in San Luis, but now there's so much in this town. If you like live music, You've got a a dozen different things to choose from almost every weekday night, weekend night, and even during the weekdays. So, it's uh, I'll sit down with the uh, calendar out of the newspaper or the uh, Chamber of Commerce. I think they do the Fab Five, and I'll 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 see and I'll take a look at it and I'll pull out my book and say, okay, which ones can I can I make? And uh, there's there's a lot of talent. There's it. Sometimes it amazes me to to somebody that is, you know, so good playing for nickels and dimes. Like, there's a lot of talent. There's uh, stand up and uh, guitar, uh, like singer songwriters. Uh, but a lot of people are coming up and down the coast, and 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 great talent, and it's reasonable prices yeah. and convenient. Well, I mentioned I I like to go to Costa de Oro. I'll put a plug. Uh, Gary owner, owner's a friend of mine and uh, I consider him a friend and uh, anyway um, we were there a couple of weeks ago and he's playing with this other guy named Terry Lawless oh yeah and From Terry YouTube's. says well yeah he says well I'm going to be I'm going to be gone uh, this is my last live performance here for a while because I'm going to be doing 12 weeks in Vegas with you too and oh. where, where else can you go and just get just for the price of a bottle of wine, get a front row seat to see talent like that. Yes. And there's a lot of it in Santa Maria. Well, that's good to know. Well, 
Thank you so much, Gary. It's just been a pleasure to talk to you and you're performing tonight and tomorrow on and Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. And, uh, so you're going to head off and yep. get yep. it going. Yep. I gotta, I gotta, uh, get into character. You gotta, <laughs> what's your process? No, I, um, luckily I don't come on. They, I don't come on right away. I'm, uh, there's a little dance number and then I come in after that and I, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll, I'll go over my script one more time, even though I've done it a thousand times, one more time just to focus because uh, I don't want that blank. <laughs> you have to be present. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. She was a grandma, Paso Robles, her town. And I liked her manners and her cute little frown. One of her tattoos said Anthony Brown She loved him forever, but he's not around I'm down at Walmart buying corn chips and beer And over the noise comes a voice loud and clear You all sell batteries, they ain't over here And I need a new one for the Chevy Premier She was wearing a faded and tattered jean vest Something about her stood out from the rest Age about 40 or 50, I'd guess I'm not the Pat Boys, but I do my best We found her a 12-volt for 90-plus tax She smiled and she offered to pay for my snacks I'm not a bad man, but these are the facts I don't kick my good luck and I don't kick the cracks Anthony always took care of the car Anthony's gone, he's a heavenly star I loved a good man and that's what you are God bless you mister, you're a heavenly star reached the end of another Cowboy Jeff and Andy podcast. I would like to thank Gary Prober. You can reach me on Facebook at Andy Watson and we are on Gmail at Cowboy Jeff and Andy at gmail.com all lowercase. We're taking next week off for Labor Day but we'll see you the following week. Bye-bye. So, Jeff, you're taking an extended sabbatical this summer, I heard. Yes, I'm going to be going to Vermont for a whole month in September, and there's so much that I don't know about it. I mean, I don't know what the state's song is. I don't know what... I mean, I understand about... Excuse me, Andy. Uh, what, what, Jeff? I, he just was uh, humming there. Um, anyway, I, I know that the maple syrup industry is a real big thing. and I just interviewed the guy from Brett Cabaret, so I think that song is a little bit on my line. Go ahead. And so I thought, gosh, what do I know about the culture of the East Coast, especially the more, the more rural kinds of people and you know how they, how they take their time up and what they're going to be doing for, you know, Keep themselves informed Nothing on a national. Excuse me. Can can you just well, hold off on that? Now hold off on that. For heaven's sakes, I mean, I I know it makes the world go round, but for crying out loud, I mean, this is an important step in my life, and I'm I feel like I might learn something here if I can gather my thoughts. <clears throat>
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jack. So the sorry. the idea of of even meeting, you know, like important political figures of our times, like and and uh, well, I was going to say Bernie Sanders or Andy Money Summers. Makes the world go round. What? The world go well, will round, you please go round? Money hold it. Makes the hold it. Go round. For, da, 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 oh, for da, crying da, out loud! Will you just cut it out for crying out loud? That's you know, good God. The fun of this is quickly running short for me. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of glad I'm taking a little bit of a sabbatical. Uh, Maybe no, you no, need, need a break, Jeff. No, well, I didn't mean it to sound, you know, personal, but I'm just, I, I guess I, I guess I am ready for a vacation. I'm sorry, Jeff. I just, I can't control myself when <laughs> musical theater is involved. You, 